can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch the way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. Welcome to Let the Boys Watch, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Gray Productions. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie. And today we'll be talking about the 1987 comedy adventure fantasy. The Princess Bride, based off the book by William Goldman, directed by Rob Reiner, starring Kari Ells, Elvis. Mandy Patankin, Elvis, Mandy Patankin, Robin Wright, Billy Crystal, and Andre the Giant. <clears throat> I um sorry, alongside me is the cuz. Cuz Ben, how we feeling? How we doing? Feeling good. Feeling uh, smarter than Socrates, Aristotle, and Plato. They're all morons compared to me. <laughs> that is fucking true. <laughs> and alongside us, playing in his second flu game of the season, one of our co-hosts and our good friend, Ryan. How are we feeling? Hello. My name is Enigo <laughs> Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I'm feeling okay. Um excited for the show so it's giving me a little burst of energy but uh if i just keel over just finish the show and whatever just throw my corpse in a in a dumpster please we can never finish without you oh no, thank never. you thank you never. who's gonna put out the recording <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll see if my wife can do it um so yeah like robbie said this is let the boys watch and we are talking about the Princess Bride, a lot of people's um, favorite nostalgia movie, favorite sick day movie, just a good feel good fantasy adventure um, that a lot of us grew up with and both Benny and Robbie have never seen before. So should be a lot of good conversation. Um, looking forward to everyone's plum ratings and you know what they thought about the movie as a whole. But first, we got two, not one. But two emails this week. And if you'd like to be among uh, the special people that have sent us something, please do so. LTBWpodcast at gmail.com. Or I should say, and or follow us on Instagram. Let the boys watch pod. Um, check out all the cool posts that we throw up there. And, uh, you know, send us a DM. Tell us, tell us a movie you want to watch or tell us what we missed. Or what we said, great. Uh, you know, make us feel good. So, anything yeah, tell to add? Us, Go ahead. Yeah, and also tell us why you're not voting. How about that? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Why don't you do that as well? Do you Show have your the, face. Show your face. Do you have the list? Maybe we should, uh, one of our segments should be, who didn't vote this week? <laughs> Name and shame? Yeah. That's no, right. I don't have the list. I don't have the list yet. But uh, right. I got I got names. Coming. I got faces. And I got places. So... <laughs> Watch your back. Um, well, watch out for that. So should we get into those emails or 
What do you think? Who wants to start? Rob, why don't you go first and start? Yeah. yeah, I'll go first since uh, Brian's was came in first. Um, the first email comes from my bill. Uh, my brother-in-law, Brian, last name redacted, friend of the pod. Uh, he titled the subject of his email, Lost Email. So backstory, uh, Brian was waiting for us to read his email last week. And he wound up, you know, texting me and saying, texting me and Ryan, I think. Sorry, Benny. And uh, okay. <laughs> said that he forgot <laughs> that he forgot to send the email and it got lost in, in the shuffle. So um, he resent it. And uh, as always, fantastically written. So here we go. I mean, this uh, man is so busy slaving over this dishwasher that he does. He can't he doesn't have the strength to hit send on an email. So, Brian, I know fantastic father, fantastic uh, job redacted. But I'm going to take it easy a little bit, man. We, we need you uh, at full strength here. How many shingles can that man fucking nail down on his roof before he forgets to send an email? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, guys, I apologize, but this email was originally sent, or so I thought it was, after the Pulp Fiction episode. I modified a little bit to keep things more current. I wanted to comment quickly on Pulp Fiction. In a movie full of great dialogue and excellent line deliveries, There's always been one line that stuck with me and makes me laugh every time I hear it in the movie. It is not very significant when it comes to the overall movie, but I just love the delivery. It's a line spoken by the wolf. It's a scene when Vincent is complaining to the wolf and says, a please would be nice. The wolf gives a great little monologue, and at the end of it, he says, so pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the fucking car. (laughs) His, His tone of voice and the cadence when delivering that line is just perfect. He doesn't say the line angrily or yell it. He just says it so calmly. Love it. Yeah, I think I think Benny and Ryan, you both talked about that as one of your favorite scenes in in the movie, and uh, I think that's a a great scene. I think Harvey Keitel fucking nails that entire little monologue he does. Ryan continues. Also, you guys mentioned some great directors. I also wanted to throw in Dennis Villanueva. I loved every movie that I saw from him. He directed Prisoners, Sicario, Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, and the new Dune movies. Yeah, Brian's always trying to get me to watch Blade Runner 2049. And I say, yeah, definitely. And then that never pops up on the screen. <laughs> I haven't good. heard of any of those movies except Dune and Blade Runner. You've never seen Sicario? Sicario's great. Yeah. I've never even heard of it until this email. Arrival's good as well. I like Arrival. Um, I would recommend all those movies if anyone hasn't seen them. He's done more that people speak highly of than I have not seen. His movies are always thought-provoking, intense, and beautifully shot. Sorry. That's a burp. (laughs) (laughs) Burp number one. There it is. The cinematography is always off the charts and keeps you engaged even when not much is happening in a movie. Some of the movies are a slow burn, but I appreciate tension building in movies, and I don't think there is a need for constant action. I agree. I'll touch briefly on Fight Club. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I thought it was a must-watch for Robbie since he is a big fan of David Fincher. I remember me and other people, possibly even Robbie, not being that eager to see it because of the misleading title. When I first watched it, I was so glad that it wasn't just about a fight club. Overall, a really good movie, but not my favorite movie that features Brad Pitt and Bare Knuckle fighting. That honor would have to go to Snatch, directed by Guy Ritchie, another solid director. Snatch is fantastic. Vinny, you saw Snatch, Ryan, I know you did. 
I saw Snatch, but I didn't understand a single word of it. So I'm going to count that as I haven't seen it. Harry yeah, Winkle big, Blue, big subtitles movie. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt was great in that movie as a gypsy fighter. I know Ryan has seen it, but if Benny, Robbie or Benny have not, it's a great watch. It's somewhat similar to Pulp Fiction in terms of having a great cast, excellent dialogue, comedy, action, and violence. Also similar to Pulp Fiction, it has multiple storylines, sometimes told non-linear, that all connect before the end of the movie. I highly recommend it. That's all I got. Hopefully to see my way to you this time. I love the pod, and keep up the good work. P.S. I'm hoping you guys circle back to Saving Private Ryan for Benny's sake. Yeah, I hope fucking so. Please, Benny needs to so. fucking... Benny needs to put that... Uh, that's Sonos on full blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to tip the scales on that one one of one of these weeks. But we gotta do uh I, I already forgot the name of the director that Ryan was talking about. We gotta do a week with maybe his movies. Guy Ritchie? No, the one before that the Sicario. Oh, Dennis Villanueva. Yeah, we could yeah. do that. Either one. Because I've never even I've never even heard of that guy. Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, Sicario's very, very good. Agree. And one thing I wanted to comment on Brian's email was he liked the line from The Wolf. There's one line from a movie that Brian and I talked about years and years ago. And I always think about it all the time. It was from Grand Budapest Hotel. Did you guys see that movie? No. I did, yeah. Yeah. And um I forget now I forget the actor's name, but it's uh the the evil brother. And he just says, What's the meaning of this shit? And Brian, <laughs> Brian and I laughed about it for like an entire evening. And I still think about him every time I watch that movie. Love that. What's the movie. meaning of this shit? Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Thank God you found your email again. Um, like Benny said, keep up the good work on the dishwasher. You do love <laughs> to clean. Uh, we appreciate you. Appreciate your constant support and the fantastic emails that you write. And always appreciate, you know, your insight on movies and uh, and everything else. So we love you and appreciate you. So our next email comes from a friend of the pod, Kenny. He was the director of our unofficial intelligence 100th episode. So we thank him for that. He was fantastic there. And uh, we've been talking a bunch on Instagram because I know he's a big movie head, a cinephile, if you will. And he likes poking fun at all the movies I haven't seen. Um, this is a little bit of a long email, but buckle up. We're going to get through it. It's a great email. Um, so here we go. The title is you are not your podcast. You are not the number of subscribers or likes or comments or shares. You have, you are not your fucking khakis. Thank God. (laughs) Yo, (laughs) the pod is great. I love what you guys are doing. I love the format, the conversations, references, everything. It had been a while since I listened last, almost famous, about three weeks ago. So I jumped back in today to pass some time at work and ended up enjoying the Pulp Fiction episode so much, I kept listening through the Fight Club episode. Thank you for that, Kenny. Uh, I'm going to give you a twofer in this email and touch on both. Sorry if it gets too long. Do with it what you'd like. Uh, Pulp Fiction, you guys were on point with pretty much everything. My only comments would be to whoever had Pulp Fiction rated lower than Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained on their first on their list of Tarantino films. You really do have to watch some of these movies in the context of when they came out. And we talked about that a little bit, uh, you know, with the the rapid use of the N-bomb and Pulp Fiction. Um, Both Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs 
are precursors to later Quentin Tarantino films like Inglorious and Django. They created the cinematic language that was perfected in those films. Everything from Tarantino's dialogue and scene writing styles to the editing and scoring. I also couldn't believe all the hate Jimmy got as a character. That's the point. From all the N-bombs he casually drops to his attitude towards Jules and Vince, the guy's a fucking shithead, and Tarantino nailed the role. Robbie, comments quickly. Hey, Kenny, you're a dork. You're a dork. (laughs) (laughs) You're closed, motherfucker. (laughs) That whole scene with the coffee sets this up perfectly. Knock it off, Jules. I don't need you to tell me how good my coffee is. I'm the one who buys it. Vince and Jules should have beat the shit out of him then and there. I also think Quentin Tarantino casting himself in a cameo as an unbearable prick is an homage to Scorsese's scene in Taxi Driver. Oof. Talk about cringy shit. On On a tangent, I also got to agree with Ryan on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Didn't like it at first, but on some subsequent viewings, it became one of my most favorite Tarantino films. Would love to hear more about what you guys think about that one. Although my personal favorite Quentin Tarantino is Jackie Brown. It's his most understated and least stylized film, relying solely on the story and performances. And that was his first film, right? No, Reservoir Dogs was. Okay. Yeah, Jackie Brown, I think, was after Pulp Fiction, I think. Hmm. Okay. I do got to watch that one. It's a good one. De Niro and the boys. Yeah. So thank you for your thoughts on Tarantino. Uh, moving on to Fight Club. So Kenny says, uh, Fight Club, I can write for hours about Fight Club, but instead I'm going to try to keep it brief because it's 11.42 p.m. and you guys inspired me to pop in the DVD, best DVD packaging ever, by the way, and give it my first rewatch since 2015. First off, shout out to Aya for opening that episode up with a great email that led to some awesome discussions. And also shout out to Robbie for having some crazy insights I'd never thought of before. I used to think the anti-establishment themes were so punk rock when I was a kid. I didn't realize what I <laughs> I didn't realize I was watching the Andrew Tate slash Ben Shapiro training video. Bummer. <laughs> I hope most viewers realize there's way more to it than fuck the establishment. There is a balance in Fight Club between disrupting disrupting the system to bring about change for the better, and oops, they were d- domestic terrorists all along. Viewers that put movies like this up on a pedestal for all the wrong reasons are part of the toxic fan base. See American History X for the most toxic fan base that see layered and complex films in dangerous singular ways. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. Hard to believe this film was such a commercial failure at its release that the executive who greenlit it lost his job. But isn't that what Tyler would have wanted anyway? I didn't know that. Fight Club was kind of a flop. Yeah, in the box office, it wasn't. It didn't do great. I don't remember if I saw it in the theaters or when it came out on DVD. Probably DVD. Yeah, um, I don't either. Kenny goes on. I would personally have rated Fight Club higher than Pulp Fiction, even though I do enjoy Pulp Fiction more, simply because Fight Club keeps you thinking and keeps keeps the dialogue going years later. Whereas a film like Pulp, Pulp Fiction exists simply to entertain. Both great in their own right. A couple of recommendations for some other films that I think you guys might enjoy, or at least keep the combos going. Cool Hand Luke, classic, near-perfect film. Gattaca, a personal favorite. After Hours or King of, King of Comedy, two of the weirder Scorsese films. Hard Eight, 
the first P.T. Anderson film. Keep up the good work, and I can't wait to listen to the next app, Kenny. Well, Kenny, we have a Martin Scorsese week coming up soon, so keep an eye out on that because you know we might throw one of these on the on the list. Have you any of you guys seen any of those movies that he listed there? Probably. No, I have not. Okay, I saw Pots parts of <laughs> Pots? Gattaca. Pots of Pots. Say Pots of Gattaca. <laughs> I saw p- parts of Gattaca in a like biology class that I was in. That's weird. They, said, they showed it to me too, but I've seen yeah. it otherwise. It's a good, it's a but good movie. But I don't think we watched the whole thing. I think we just watched like the sciencey parts. Was there some like fucking in that movie or something that they cut um, out? Maybe. I don't remember, but it's definitely there's parts that are probably not appropriate for like school. The other, uh, the other one I remember watching in that class was uh, Lorenzo's Oil. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Yeah. <laughs> no, what's that? It's about, I forget what he has. I think he has like yeah, MS or uh, muscular dystrophy. And the father like develops this serum that he gives the son that like starts to help him out. Oh, I thought it was something totally different. <laughs> no, that's Lorenzo's body oil. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's the one I watched. It. Yeah. Uh, no, all, all guys... those all those films he mentioned are good. Uh, if we watch Cool and Luke, we can have a hard boiled egg eating contest. So that would be fun. Um, nice. And then you know, any we could do a Paul Thomas Anderson week as well. He did a a bunch of movies that uh, I think would be good, like Boogie Nights and uh, Punch Drunk Love and stuff like that. So you know, we'll. We'll work some of those in. Yeah, we we'll should. We should too. Maybe one of these movies, if we do them, we got to get Kenny on because Kenny. Oh, for sure. Kenny, uh, I love his insights on this stuff, and he definitely gets run circles around us. But it'd be fun to have him on. Speak for yourself, pal. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He told me a, a really funny story about Chuck Palahniuk. Is that how you pronounce it? Palahniuk. Paul and he told me a really funny story about him. I'm not going to tell it here. I'll let him tell it when he comes on. But okay. you're in for I'm, a treat with that one. I'm looking like a personal story. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. It's, it's cool. All right. Awesome. Thank um, you, Kenny. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kenny. And thank you so much, Brian. And if you are one of the fans out there thinking to yourself, hey, I'd love it if the Let the Boys Watch Boys personally acknowledge me. Well, here's your chance. Send us an email at let the uh, LTBW podcast at gmail.com. And you too could be getting thanks and praise like Benny and Kenny. I mean, Brian and Kenny. <laughs> but Benny, <laughs> you can get praise too. I mean, I need it after that because that was a long email for me to read. And good. I just want to say right now, I'm dripping sweat. <laughs> so I, was, I had crazy anxiety that whole time. <laughs> uh, no, you did good. Hey, good job, Ruby. Yeah, thanks. I just want to say a uh, uh, shout out yeah. to Kenny. I don't, I don't think you're, you're a dork. I think you're a great dude, and uh, appreciate the email. And also, the guy was fucking a maestro behind the sheet, um, behind the scenes for the hundredth episode. Talented dude, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can get on the pod and talk about movies. Thank you. Unless I forget, unless I forget, he edited the Hot Wing Challenge video that we did for unofficial oh, nice. intelligence as well. So 
the Big one friend that, of the pod, the pods, the, the one that yeah. you didn't win. That yeah. one famously lost famously. <laughs> Check it out on unofficial intelligence, YouTube. It's pretty good. Some girl wipes the floor with two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what do you think? Should we get into this movie? Let's do it. All right. Well, like I said, I'm very excited because The Princess Bride has been a movie that I go back to all the time when I'm feeling a little down, need a little pick me up. Maybe I'm sick um, or just it's a rainy day and I know it's something both me and my wife will enjoy. Um, But upon rewatching it this weekend, when I was doing my usual uh, getting anxious about Benny and or Robbie watching it, uh, I thought to myself, I hope they like this because a lot of this is pretty corny, but like, you know, for me in such a good way. So I'd love to hear what you guys thought. Like, what did you think before watching this movie? Like, had you even heard of it? Like, what was your thoughts going into it? Um, Robbie, you want to start since Benny just talked for 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. And I want to let Benny cool down for a bit. Yeah, right. Uh, we, dude, you see whoa. me chug that Fiji? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, that's two. I don't know what's going on. I, I didn't burn up all day, seriously. And I come on here and I'm just fucking guess X. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big uh, fantasy adventure guy you know robertson caruso kind of guy but uh going into it i didn't i i've heard of the movie i knew it was like kind of like fantasy old-timey like medieval time story i didn't know much about it you know i knew andre the giant was in it because i saw bits and pieces when i watched the doc his documentary on hbo so i knew that he was in the movie um i didn't really know anybody else that was kind of in the movie but yeah it was uh I don't know. I went into it not expecting much, not expecting to like it. Not really my genre, my scene. So, yeah, heard of it, but I never really grew up on it. Gotcha. What about you, Benny? So I probably ran in nerdier circles than Robbie did in high school. So this is a movie that got brought up a few times. I didn't really know too much about it, though, just that people loved it and you know, they, it was one of their favorite movies. Um, I knew some of the quotes from the the film. Um, I was expecting it to be a little bit more serious than it was, even though I thought it was, you know, I thought it was going to be like a, a comedy, but I didn't expect it to be as comedic as it was. So I had high hopes just because of the amount of people that um, enjoy it. And the one person that I live with said she thought it was overrated. So maybe my what? expectations were a little bit lower. Yeah. Might have, to, might have to write, have her write an email next week. Tell Aya I'm coming for her. Just make sure you uh, get better first, please. Oh yeah. No, I know <laughs> this isn't going to be biological warfare. I'll, I'll come with this. <laughs> no, no, no diseases. Um, well, so then, I mean, my overall impressions of the movie is similar to what I already said. Like, it's just to me growing up on it. It is a nostalgia bomb. Like it's one of those movies that uh, I, I don't even remember when I first watched it, probably pretty early. Um, 
so it's just one of those that again like i said it's um makes me feel good makes me feel happy quoting the lines um it's definitely like it's a little bit slow at first like and I, that's what i was thinking when i was watching i was like all right they're they're probably watching this and they're like what the hell is, what is this but then once it gets going with like the satire and the comedy and like where it doesn't take itself too so seriously it's just i mean it's just fun um it's good i don't know what would your guys like overall impressions then so I, I like the way it started. Uh, I like yeah. the whole, yeah, I like that it didn't go right into, you weren't right into, you know, the medieval setting. I liked that it was based around Fred Savage and, uh, yeah. is, that, and Columbo. is that Fred or Ben? Yeah. That oh, was please, Fred. Don't even, don't even get me started on the God. Just one more thing. <laughs> oh, the goat, Peter Falk. As soon as I saw him, I was like, this movie, we're starting off at a five. Yeah. It can only go up from here. Uh, Are you a Colombo guy? To... Oh, big Colombo guy. Really? Big Colombo guy. Love Colombo. Um, so to see him, and he was almost playing a maybe that's just the Peter Falk. He just plays the version of himself and everything. Could be. Um, so I, I liked how it started off. That my overall impressions were, you know, I liked that it was, I don't know, I guess when it came out, was it like a like kind of a parody movie? Because that's um, what I mean, like all these years, years later to me. That, yeah, that's what it feels like to me. So I kind of watched it through that mindset. So, you know, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fun. I thought for a movie from 1987, it really held up. Like, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some movies we watch from the 80s that just don't hold up at all. And I think that probably has something to do with the fact that it's set so far back in the past. You're not going to notice like outdated technology, obviously with the, you know, graphics and stuff like that you will but no i enjoyed it i thought it was fun um i thought it was pretty well paced there's one scene i might have taken out we'll you know obviously get to that later um but yeah i I had a lot of fun watching it nice and recommendation if you love peter falk the movie made with john favreau and vince vaughn he plays a gangster in that movie oh my god and he's fucking amazing in it Where's my Apple TV? Get your hands off the fucking money. (laughs) Uh, Robbie, what did you think overall? Well, first off, I thought that that was Paulie from uh, the Rocky movies the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to say something, but I didn't even know it was Columbo. Shout out to the God. Rest in peace, Columbo. Um, Yeah, I thought that, I mean... I enjoyed it. I mean, there was one person that annoyed the absolute shit of me this entire movie, and thank God he wasn't in it for the entire movie because I probably turned it off. But um, if you say Vicini, I'm our friendship is over. Well, let's hold hold it. Let's hold it. (laughs) Hold it. Hold it. We have a whole section. We we got a whole segment dedicated to this. Um, no, it was right my wheelhouse. You give me anything that's about. An hour and thirty, hour forty. I'm locked in. I love movies like that because it, it you can't you can't slow down. It's just it's just it's just a a well paced movie in that time range uh, time range for me. So I enjoyed that. I mean, Wesley and the Princess Bride. I mean, I was going back and forth with with you know my plums. 
because <laughs> those two the entire time, Jesus, those two were uh, two good looking people. Uh, but I up the screen, light up the screen. But I really enjoyed this movie. I did. Um, did I laugh as much as I expected to? No. But there were characters in this movie that really, you know, that I really loved and I thought were really well, you know, acted and written. Um, there were some funny moments, of course, but I just, I love Rob Reiner and I love these type of movies that are just, you know, well shot and fast paced and doesn't really give me a lot of time to kind of just get bored or, or check my phone. I really didn't check my phone until maybe an hour plus into it. And I mean, anything with my boy Fred Savage in it, you know, I'm a, it's a fucking must watch for me. So, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie a lot. Good. I love it. I'm very happy to hear both of those. Now, should we give it a plum score? My plums are ready. Can I just say something real quick? Please, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but I'm so thankful for this podcast because I look forward to watching because I would never watch any of these fucking movies except for Pulp Fiction on repeat for the past 15, 20 years. <laughs> so I I get excited to watch these movies. I mean, my bank account's killing me with all these fucking Apple TV four ninety nine charges. But Yo, uh, every movie it. we watch is on streaming anyway. <laughs> I like, know what the fuck because it's it because they're good movies and classic movies, so nobody has the rights to them. To be fair, I already owned this movie, so it it didn't matter to me. But I know what you're saying. I think I bought Fight Club and one of the other ones. Whatever. Most um, I bought. But yeah, I mean, every I I know it's a a shtick, but every week you saying like shit, we gotta watch another one of these fucking movies. <laughs> but I know you're excited. No, I am. I'm excited. I wouldn't I just, steer you, know, you wrong. Sometimes I just get a little upset that my that my pick doesn't win. Yeah, well, that's the that's the competitor in me. I know. Which was your pick this week? Clueless. Yeah, that was, I'm I'm kind of surprised it didn't win, but I'm also not surprised at the same. Yeah, time. I think I think Benny would have enjoyed that too. It was a great movie. We should we should put that on another vote. I think. I I enjoyed too because, like Robbie said, I I just don't go out of my way to watch movies. I just never have. Uh, you know, I've talked about that a few times, but it's also nice to like have something to do on a Sunday night that's not watching the Mets get their dick kicked in for the fucking seventh time that week. So it's, and I'm sure I appreciate it too. It's, it's a couple hours we get to spend, you know, doing something different. Yeah. Nice. So who wants to give their plum score first? You, since it's your favorite, one of your nostalgia movies and your sick day movie, please. I want to hear your opinion. So, I thought about this for a while, and I think my first thought was correct, and I kept going back to it. I'm going to give this an 8.9. Um, and the main reason for that, again, is 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 it like better than some of the movies I've rated lower like as a film? No, but I love it. Uh, I don't love it enough to put it in the nines. But it's it's so close. I just I really love this film. It's it's not, you know, one of the classics, but it deserves high praise. It's there's a reason why people talk about it still. How many years later? There's a reason why they during covid, they did a a home movie with a bunch of actors. I don't know if you guys saw that or knew that, but they, you know, during the pandemic, a bunch of actors did like a 
I don't know, retelling of it or whatever you want to call it um, of this. So it's there's a reason why people still love it to this day. So that's why I went 8.9. It's it's the highest I can give before getting into those like cinematic classic territories of the Shawshanks and Pulp Fictions and such like that. So 8.9 for me. Robbie, what about you? Um, so as far as comedies go, I mean, I guess my comedy scale, and I didn't, and I took it for like a 1987 movie, an 80s movie. So, you know, I didn't bring it into like the two to 2020s, I guess. But uh, for comedy purposes, I, I have to be LOL and, you know, 80% of the time. I didn't find myself laughing that much at this movie, but I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a nice little semi-action movie. And I and like I said previously, I thought it was, you know, very well paced and I enjoyed it and I wasn't bored. So that was a good thing. Um the IMDB score, I think, is an eight. So for me, uh my plum rating would be an eight point three. Oh well. Wow. All right. So I, higher than I thought, to be perfectly honest, but but appropriate. See now Thank I'm you. I'm second guessing my rating here now, and but I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with it. Um, Be true to I yourself, it, Benny. I am. I am. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Like I enjoyed it a lot. But as far as like rating it, I struggled with this one. I feel like if I saw it more when I was younger, I probably would have went higher. Um, but you know, I said I wasn't going to try to compare it to other films that weren't in the same genre and base my rating off of that. But I can't help it after watching like the the bangers we've watched the past few weeks with Pulp Fiction and, you know, Fight Club and stuff like that. So I think my rating sounds low, but, you know, I, I, I did enjoy it, but I ended up going with 7.8 on this one. Like, I just thought it was a solid movie. I thought it was very good. Um you know, like I said, I had a lot of fun watching it, but I'm not ready to go up into like eights and nines for this one, especially after the heat we've been watching lately. No, I think that's appropriate. Like I get, you know, everyone's at a 10 scale is sliding all the time and there's different factors that go into it. And like I said, like this isn't uh, this shouldn't be in the same conversation cinematically as some of the other movies that we've watched. But like for staying power and how much i love it like it deserves that high rating for me yeah no and and i agree like i understand why people love this movie so much and and i i understand the praise that it gets so like i said i mean i just really enjoyed it good well i'm i'm super happy that you guys enjoyed it like you know i just I, I can't wait, but I also am scared of the day when it's like a movie that I like and and one of you or both of you are like, why do you like this shit? I mean, a little bit with Fifth Element, not as much, but, you know, one day it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen, but, and I look forward to that day. I, me too. It's going to be a fun podcast. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> and it's funny, like I, every like this week we had three movies up. I love all those movies and most of the movies that we put up, I love a lot of them like it's so far we've really had like pick of the litter like great films to choose from um it's been it's been it's been fun yeah so and i think too i think too like 
a lot of this is just trying to get people's attention by doing movies that they really love, you know, fingers crossed, you know, we at least get somewhat of a decent following where we can kind of start diving into some like weird stuff or like obscure things that, you know, I feel like we would have a, a high deviation of scores. Yeah, I agree. We, I think we have to do, you know, these classics and films that people love to start and then we can get weird, you know, I don't know, eventually. Um, so I think we should do favorite character first because I want to put a, even a little more suspense onto Robbie's least favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to start with favorite character? I mean, I want to, but yeah, go ahead. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be known as Juan Pierre stealing, stealing bases left and right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, I will, and I'll go for it. And I'm going to go chalk and I'm going to say Mandy Patankin as Inigo uh, Montoya. Don't, no, Fucking you could have said, man. I want to go first. I don't want to see, I don't <laughs> want to see these reactions out of you two. Um, <laughs> just a, such a fun character, man. Like, I, you know, he's, was bummed in that that middle part of the movie where he's just not involved um and i i missed him i love the whole scene with them you know the duel i love him at the end when he finally gets his revenge spoiler alert um he was just awesome and he was you know he was he reminded me of uh serial pharrell yeah a little yeah. bit agree um so like i i kind of attached him to Inigo Montoya and you know I just really love that character um suspect Spanish accent I was getting a little Italian <laughs> thrown in there every once in a while but uh he was fun and you know I, I understand I love you know all those quotes that he has in the movie that get that are out in the zeitgeist and I understand why now Robbie you want to go no please you go uh I don't know. There's so many to pick from. Um, uh, can I do Ani Menches with favorite characters? I don't know if we've done that before. You can. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good. Uh, so I'm going to pick. I'm also going to pick Chalk and say um, Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts farm boy. Um, I. I wanted to pick so many other characters, but I'm going to go with him just because, you know, he's the main protagonist. He saves the day. It's, you know, you're devastated when he dies or he's mostly dead, not all the way dead. I even wanted to pick maybe his savior, um, but I'll let Robbie go before I really start talking about all the other characters I love because I don't want to steal his thunder. But yeah, Wesley, um, just amazing character. He has eyes like the sea after a storm. Just amazing. So, Robbie, who is your favorite character? Well, whatever happened, I mean, to Carrie or whatever his name is. I mean, he stunk Ellis. in fucking Liar Liar, and he stunk in Saw. He just annoyed me, I, but he was so good in this movie. He was good in uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I didn't see that. Oh, what a film. That's a, a you, Mel Brooks. Do you feel like when you say he's stunk in Liar Liar, is it because you watched it when you were young and you just hated him? Yeah. I just hated the way he delivered his 
And here comes the claw lines. Like <laughs> yeah, I hated I those. That, <laughs> but that's the I, point. I was, yeah. yeah I was I was thinking about that the whole time. <laughs> I wanted him to do that when he went up to the 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 gate and be like, You're scared of the claw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, guess I gotta rewatch Lyle again as an as an as a young adult as I am, you know, young adult. So I gotta see uh maybe I'll uh change my tune. No, he's good, and he's in a ton of stuff. He was in he was in a couple episodes of Stranger Things, Marvelous Miss Maisel, a couple of movies. You know, he's Episode still working. Seinfeld. Yeah. Was he in Stranger Things? He was. He was the mayor. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And he's got he's got some stuff. Yeah, he's he's been doing stuff, but I know what you're saying. Like as a kid, you were like, Who is this fucking lame-o? Like <laughs> yeah. trying to steal Jim Carrey's wife and kid away from him. Yeah, he reminds you of like Judge Reinhold in uh, the Santa Claus. I was like, get this guy off my screen. <laughs> my <laughs> <stinks>. weenie whistle. <laughs> that guy stinks. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, I was gonna go with you know Long Island Zone, but he has such a small part that I really can't put him as my you know favorite character. I'll put him as an Ani Mensch. But I'll go. My favorite character is the Princess Bride. Oh, nice. Robin Wright. I think that, um, I mean, obviously an amazing actress, you know, Jenny from Forrest Gump and whatever her name is from House, House of, Cards of Cards and many other movies that she's in. But I mean, when she first came on the screen, I mean, as the kids say, hubba hubba, I didn't know uh, <laughs> her beauty was beautiful. But I mean, I just love the way she she played this character. It wasn't like your normal, like, princess like oh you know well shucks i'm just a little princess gal i thought she was uh she was really you know every scene she was in i thought she was great um i thought she played the princess part just as you know and fantastic i think she's an amazing actress actress like i said and she was very believable you know she wasn't timid she wasn't weak she stuck up she's you know stuck up for herself and you know got the job done so i'm gonna go with the princess bride as my favorite character Queen of Refuse. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, couple Ani mentions because, like I said, I love so many characters. Like you said, Miracle Max, Billy Crystal, love him. Love that Billy. line when he says, except for a, an MLT, when the mutton is really <laughs> lean. <laughs> uh, and, um, of course, Fezzik, uh, Andre the Giant, mm -hmm. the best. And I... I know what's coming, but I love Vicini. He's so annoying and so good. Me too. So he's great in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and even Why? like he's good. Yes. Uh Wallace Sean. Um <laughs> but even like Humperdink and the Six Fingered Man, like everyone is great in this movie. Um it's it's hard. It was hard for me to pick a favorite. So I went with again, like we say, chalk. Um but there's a lot of good choices here. So saying that, least favorite character, Robbie, please let us know who that is. You want me to go? Sure. Yeah. Snake draft, baby. Uh, my least favorite character sucked the life out of me. Really <laughs> made me question my own life. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to go on any longer. I don't know if 110 had any traffic because I would have jumped onto it. 
<laughs> every time this fucking guy came on the screen, he just annoyed the absolute <laughs> shit out of me. And that is none other than Vicini. He sucks. <laughs> Stung. I knew it. What he's, I knew it while watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Indubitably. What? What was the stupid catchphrase? Inconceivable. Oh, he's so annoying. He <laughs> he just sucked the life out of me. I, I wanted to be anywhere in the world other than watching him in a scene. He. I was so glad when he died. I mean, I don't know what's what's it about me, but like every character I hate, I just celebrate when they're dead. So that was probably my favorite part of the movie when he was no longer on the screen. He stinks. His hairline stinks. I forgot what the movies he was in, but even what he was in Clueless. He was. He was good in Clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he just he just played a he just played an annoying fuck in this movie, and I hate annoying fucks. So that's That's why point. Yeah, I understand that's the point, but Vicini, dial it down a bit, bro. We get it. So uh, Vicini. Take a hike. I hate you. I never want to see you again. And thank God I don't have to. I see. I love when those actors that are like weirdos and they know they look weird and they know they sound weird. Like he's got that little lisp going on. But I love when they just lean into it and like get a million acting roles because of it, because they know who they are and where they fit into a movie. Right. But I, yeah, I, I loved him. I thought he was funny. I thought he, yeah, annoying and grating as fuck. But like Ryan said, that was the point. But yeah, that scene where it's him and Wesley and they have the duel of wits. I just love the whole thing with him talking about, he talking through the poison. Yeah. And truly I just, I just, a dizzying intellect. <laughs> yeah. Wait till and I get I just, going. <laughs> yeah. Where was I? Like, you know, Australia. Yeah. And just right before he dies, he's like, and you never get, you know, never get into whatever he says, uh, a battle for death with a Sicilian and just does that maniacal laugh and just keels over. Yeah, I love it. When death is on the line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Never get in a land war in Russia, but slightly Asia. less well known. Uh, Asia. Yeah, you're right. Slightly less well known is never going to a battle with. A Sicilian death is on the line. Yeah. And then yeah. that is a, a little bit of a weird part the way he's like laughing and it just goes. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie. Uh, I love, I, yeah, I love that scene. That might be my favorite scene, but we'll talk about that later. Um, oh, so it's my turn. Least favorite character. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. As much as I, I mean, I again, I love like so many of these characters, but if I have to pick, I'm going to go with Humperdinck just because if anyone, I mean, the name is amazing. Uh, Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. Um, He's, if anyone is annoying, it's him to me. He's like, you know, belongs at the country club with the the cadence of his speech and like, well, I have my wedding to plan. My wife to murder <laughs> and my enemies to frame for it. Like just the way he <laughs> says things is just so annoying. But <clears throat> yeah, it's it's hard to pick a least favorite for me in this movie. But I will go with him just so I can say that I made a pick. Benny, so I I have very strong feelings about mine as well, uh, <laughs> as much as Robbie did with uh, Vizzini. Really, Vizzini, yeah. Uh, and it's the priest that marries 
Uh, <laughs> Marriage <laughs> is why we are here today. I, I get it. I get the point of it, and it's funny in some ways, but it was just so annoying, and Man, I just and kind of it just bothered me. Um, oh, I... it, it cut into my favorite scene of Andre the Giant becoming Kane. Um, I wish I had a full scene of that. There will and... be no survivors. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I hated the accent. I hated him as a character, and you know, <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, too good. I uh, I thought he was funny, but I I get what you guys are saying for sure. Um, it's like it. It reminded me of like, like you would see that in a Monty Python movie. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I thought of, like a Mel Brooks movie or something. Yeah, and like it just it. Sometimes they do things in like '80s movies where they just throw it in there because they think it's a funny idea, and I'm sure they do it now too. But it just felt I don't know, like the whole accent thing was just shoehorned in for me. It felt like, yeah, it kind of. I don't know. Yeah, it's it. You're right. Um, he, that actor was. Not in a ton of things, but a, a good amount of things. Um, but I think he was more of like a writer and stuff. But anyway, um, so yeah, good choices. I mean, like I said, personally, hard to hard to pick. But, you know, I, most of you guys went with the annoying people. I guess well, uh, I also maybe could have picked Fred Savage personally. He was like giving fucking Columbo shit. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Let but I will, I will say that he, uh, Peter Falk handled it well. He always oh, had yeah. a witty retort, <laughs> and I like when, when he was like, "Oh, I told you that they weren't going to get married." He's like, "Yeah, you're very smart. Shut up." <laughs> very smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a little too worked up now. Maybe we should read this. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a kissing book? <laughs> Shut up, kid. <laughs> um. So yeah, from favorite characters and least favorite characters what about you know what we've never done let's do le- least favorite scene first because we've never i don't think switched that around so who wants to start i can go yeah it's gonna be with the scene i'm sure my least favorite scene is a multitude <laughs> of scenes everything <laughs> every scene that Vicini was in he ruined every single scene for me the boat scene he ruined no that the death scene he ruined no um the climbing up the 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 rock wall with Andre and the, and and the princess and um and uh Montoya over there he just ruined every scene he ruined every scene for me I don't care what anybody <laughs> says hate me all you want give me the vitriol I want the smoke I hate you Vicini <laughs> and every scene you're in so my least favorite scenes were every scene that Vicini was in I love it I love the passion the passion <laughs> I'm very passionate for my hate for, for terrible actors that's crazy he's not a terrible actor well in this movie in in my opinion my humble opinion, fair and a, you're allowed to have your opinion just like i think humperdinck is you know i like humperdinck but you don't so we have varying opinions it's true it's which true i respect I do, I, am I not respecting your opinion? No, you are, but you know, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> respectfully speaking. Respectfully, respectfully. Well, my least favorite scene of The Princess Bride was anything that Robbie had to say about Vecini. 
<laughs> I could hear him in my head the whole time. Every time he was on the screen, I was like, he's going to rip he's this gonna guy rip apart. this guy apart. This is the right hat. <laughs> did you guys really think that? Well, I did. Yeah, 100%. I, I knew that he was going to be I didn't favorite. Think that. <laughs> I thought you would have liked him like as a good like, I feel like you like a good heel. I do, but it too much it's, over the top the for voice, me. Is it the voice that did it? No, because I liked him in Clueless, but it, I guess there's too much over the top. You know, the constant, the constant, the constant really gets me going, really chaps the old ass. Am I going mad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. So You hear those protests? Those are the shrieky gills. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, my actual least favorite scene. Uh, I think it's... I think it's going to be when Wesley gets hooked up to the machine um, and gets the, his soul sucked out of him. Uh, a, I mean, you know, I don't want to see my boy go out like that, but also B, like it was just like, you could tell the way they filmed it was one of those, like they sped up the film. I always, even since I was a kid, I always fucking hate it when they do that. And I, I, yeah. I mean, I understand what they're doing, but like, or like, you know, when sometimes movies will do it, like, I guess, in reverse and then go forward. So you just can always tell something's weird. So when he was on the thing shaking and he was like doing this, it just yeah. you could tell they sped it up a little or filmed it slowly and then tried to normalize it. I don't know yeah. how they do that or what they're doing there, but I always notice it every time. So that that bothered me. I agree. Uh, my least favorite scene was the fire swamp scene. Oh, uh, I don't like that. It, it was the first time I felt like uh, the movie dragged a little bit for me. Like, I like that we got the, the story about how he became the dread pirate. Um, but the the quicksand thing and the uh, the rodent of unusual size thing, the fight was a little ridiculous to me. Yeah, like, I, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's a fantasy movie, so you got to have something like that in there. But for something that was like, it just felt inconsequential for me. Like they got through the fire swamp, but then he, the, you know, uh, Humperdinck was there anyway. You know, it yeah. was it was it was used to tell the story of the the Dread Pirate thing, like I said. But I felt like they could have found another way to do that. Um, and, you know, where I where I said that the movie felt like it didn't show its age that much that's that's the one part of the movie that i feel like it did show its age a little bit so yeah so i i just thought that i wish they found another way to kind of tell that pirate story do you think that's where oh, go ahead robin sorry no go i'm just gonna mine. say do you think that that's where the unfounded fear of quicksand came from from everyone in our generation <laughs> probably that and and like the bermuda triangle like, I just thought yeah. I was going to get sucked into something. Sorry, right, Robbie, go ahead. What were you going to say? Stupid question. But how did the horses get up onto the hill? Was there like another back entrance in the forest? Is that what, you know, they took a back entrance? Oh, no, how one? they got up there to investigate the fight scene? Yeah, like. Great was question. There a, <laughs> good question. Was, a good I'm question. Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm like, how the fuck? These guys had to climb a nine million foot rope, but then they got horses. I I'm think like, they, come, um, they go the back way. And they were only an hour behind, even yeah, though they yeah. were sailing all night. <laughs> Actually, I think they do say something. Um, this, your favorite character says something about um, 
this way is faster. Like so, he definitely mentioned something about this way. So maybe yeah. there was another way around, but that took longer. But to be fair, they did show up pretty quickly. So I don't know. I actually thought that, and they never really mentioned it, but I was pretty sure that Humperdinck like hired Our, Rossini to do this. Yeah. yeah I mean, it makes they, sense. They did, but it, it I, I guess the plan was to follow them all along because, you know, he sends back the horse with the the piece of cloth on it to make them think that, you know, so the whole thing. Yeah, I, I guess it kind of makes sense. I don't know. But yeah, Robbie, your your concerns are warranted. Thank you. Anybody out there that knows, please send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, yeah Reiner. Reiner. Rob, Rob Reiner, Reiner, please. I know you listen to. <laughs> yes, yes. The uh, the, uh, the, what is it, the, the what what did he say in uh Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yes, yes, the appetizer or something like that. They cure cancer. <laughs> that that I know that's Jonah Hill. T and E, T and E. He was great in that. Yeah, very good. Um, is it? Wait, Benny, do you have to do your least favorite scene? No, you already did it. So we have to do favorite scenes. So you start with the snake draft. Um, don't. Can I defer? Well, I don't know. I well, I mean, no, 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 the first, so you don't steal mine. Yeah, Robbie, you can go because you clearly have a a scene that if gets stolen, you'll be upset. So, Robbie, you go, and then Benny, you can go after him. Okay, yeah, I guess I'll I'll throw a temper tantrum. (laughs) (laughs) You'll 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 throw a knife at my stomach. Yes. Well, there you go. There you go. That's it. That's that's my favorite scene. Son there of a is. bitch. You son of a bitch. I can't even fucking say my favorite scene. Well, that was my favorite uh, scene. Uh the uh the when what's his name? Ing Inigo. In, Inigo. Inigo Montoya gets his revenge on this the six-handed man. Count Rundgren. Yeah, Count Rundgren, aka Christopher Guest. Oh, um, the best. You ever see any yeah. Christopher Guest movies? I've been trying to get my hands on Best in Show, but I, I haven't seen that movie. That's a good I one. Heard it's, I heard it's a good one. Yeah. That, that's all I know about him. Nah, he did it. Yeah, I mean, he did a bunch of good movies. Maybe we'll do a Christopher Guest week. And then have a special guest, Christopher Guest, on the podcast. <laughs> Please. I know you'll have a lined up. <laughs> I'll talk to him. Anyway, um, yeah, that was my favorite scene. I thought it was great. I I, I really love Manny Batankin in that in that scene where he looks like he's down and out. And then he gets back up and he says his famous line over and over again. And then they're fighting and they're just stabbing each other. Um, I loved it. Uh, I, I, my favorite part of the entire movie is when we finally get back to in, in whatever it's fucking. Name. I can't even say it. Inigo, Inigo Montoya, and we finally see him. You know, down and out in Beverly Hills. But then he finally. Co- I, I just like Benny said. I, I just loved him as a character. He made the movie for me. Um, but I, I did enjoy. It. I, I love a nice revenge story, and that entire scene where. He's getting ready to fight him, and then uh, the six six fingered man just turns around and runs away, and he's chasing yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> that is great. And then he gets, you know, he gets stabbed in the, uh, you know, the knife thrown at him in the gut, but he finally gets his revenge. And I just love, like I just said, I just love the way uh, Amanda Patankin played that scene. It's, it was my favorite scene in the entire movie. I love the I end love- of the fight. Go ahead, uh, Benny. I was gonna say I love after uh, Andre the Giant knocks down the door, and he goes back to Wesley and just look, he's looking around like <laughs> the, the John Travolta look around. Yeah. I love that. 
And I was going to say, I love at the end of the fight when he's when he's clearly won an ego and he's just like, offer me anything. And he's just like, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. Just fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kills a him. Uh, Such a good line. I'm getting chills thinking about it. Or maybe it's my illness. I don't know. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. I keep I'm like I'm like going I'm sweating my ass off and then I'm freezing. It's so annoying because I keep having to like turn the AC on, put on sweatpants, like fucking give me a break. That's a shitty feeling. Yeah, it's, it stinks. But Benny, what was your favorite scene? All right. So I'm in a spot now because I thought Robbie was going to take one of mine. So I wanted to go with a backup, but I'm going to go with the duel between um wesley and an ego montoya i love the whole build up to it when he's climbing up the ledge and you know, just that little parlay that they have um i love that i love the look you know that the conversation they have before they fight i love all the witty stuff they say to each other during the fight um it was fun and it was you know a battle of wits as much as it was an actual sword battle which you know i'm partial to a sword battle you know, they could have used a little bit of work on the form, I think. But, you know, mm-hmm. what, what can you do? They're not Tom Cruise and they're going to study for 400 years before they actually do the scene. <laughs> but it was fun. And I and I liked it. And I, I just loved the mutual respect that they had for each other, um, even though so, all the knockout blows to the head were so cheesy in this movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was not. Yeah, I just love that. You know, that first bit of backstory you get with an ego. I love that after Carrie uh, Yules leaves in the beginning, you find out he died. I was kind of like, ah, I kind of wish he stuck around. And, you know, just how obvious it is that it's him with that shitty little mustache on his lip. (laughs) And you're like, oh, nice. He's back. And then you get those two. They had good chemistry together. So it was just a very cool and fun scene. Always. Always? Yeah. Always. Carrie Always. Um, John Always. John Elway. <laughs> that was a great scene, Benny. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was very, very cool buildup. Uh, yeah. I like a little, little, uh, little playfulness between them too. And it's funny you mentioned the knockout hits. The the one where um, Count Rundgren hits Carrie Elway. He told Carrie told him to actually hit him. He hit him too hard. He had to go to the hospital, and they had to shut down mm. the shooting. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> he knocked him out. I think right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good. Um, man, I I think I'm gonna pick. I guess two, and I'm gonna go with one official and one Ani Mensch. But I probably have a million Ani Menches. Um, my first, and I'm I know it's a long scene, and part of it is part of what Benny said, but the entire chase of uh, Wesley to the princess, and just going through all the you know like the different levels and then got getting to the boss um you know like you said the duel is amazing everything they you know the the repartee between them the you know you seem a decent fellow i hate to kill you i hate to die that was such a good line um and then talk you know going up against andre the giant so good who i feel like we haven't mentioned enough yet but he was just you know, was he the best actor I've ever seen? Absolutely not. But he was perfect in this role. Um, so him, you know, throwing rocks and <laughs> I didn't have to miss. Um, 
and then I going up exercise. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then and then I know Robbie hates it, but I love the the battle of wits, you know, the back and forth and the you know the dizzying intellect of Vicini. Um, and then the reun, you know, when they reunite, and I I thought it was kind of stupid that she didn't realize him with the mask, and that I will always think that like a half mask on someone's face is not you know your true love you can't tell their mouth or their eyes or their body or anything like come on but that whole big piece i know it's a it's more than one scene but that that's my favorite um for sure and then ani mensch i gotta mention fucking miracle max billy crystal and that whole scene just look who knows so much you know so many good things um you know the i mentioned it already the the mlt um with the nice nice and lean um and then you know even carol kane who's awesome as his wife liar just come and screaming like a maniac um and then the whole bye bye boys have fun storming the castle <laughs> billy crystal so so fucking good i love him man he's so he's great and funny he I is love, i don't care just the way says. he says things sometimes when they're like you know, and don't swim for an hour. Yeah, an hour. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I love it. Um, so th- those are mine. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any Ani mentions you want to mention. Yeah, I have an Ani mention for sure. And it's just the whole last third of the film when, when Carrie always is paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> just all of, all of his movements that he does are so funny. Um, I, you know, I loved when they were up on the battlement and you know they were all standing up at the at the last part when they were making the plan and his, he would say something his head would just fall down or <laughs> fall back and then Andre you know Andre the giant was moving his head around yeah. um he, just the way he played that man it's just just that weekend that bernie's vibe i yeah. just loved it you know and his, his thumb is like twitching and he's like oh your thumb is moving it's like, yeah, I'm a fast healer. I've always been a fast healer. Yeah. But... And I, I love Andre's reaction. It's like, doesn't that make you happy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I loved I loved that whole that whole part of the movie because it was just just such a funny concept. And, you know, they pulled it off. I think I want to change my favorite character to, uh, to Andre the Giant. He's so fucking good in this movie. Everything he says is funny. Everything. He is good in this movie. I, I could understand some of the things he was saying, but his hands is tremendous. His tremendous. head is huge. Do you see how head is how big yeah. his head was compared to Carrie's? It's crazy. Um, Do you know that man. he Robbie mentioned that documentary about Andre the Giant? They talked about this movie. Like his body was like so broken down at that point, yeah. where like any time he had to hold someone in his arms like obviously he could do it because he was such a strong dude but at that point he just couldn't do it anymore his knees and his back that they had to like have them all on wires and like just yeah. like place them in his in his arms so it's kind of sad when you when you find that out i know but i'm happy he was in this like so good anybody want the peanut <laughs> <laughs> you know young biggie biggie smalls there yeah a little That's bit it. Oh my god. So now here's where we try to improve upon this film. And first, overall, how how could we have made this film better? 
Who wants to start? Robbie, is I'll it start, just cause... eliminate Vasenic? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Uh, yeah, just because I already kind of mentioned it already, but it was the fire swamp scene for me. I would have found another way to um, get that story across. But, you know, I feel like the fire swamp is like, you know, it's that trope in fantasy movies where there's always like that one area that the the heroes have to uh, survive and find their way through. So I understand why it was in there. But, you know, again, this is looking at through 2023 eyes when I was like, yeah, it's kind of tacky and corny. But um, I'm sure at the time it wasn't so bad but that's that's the one scene i would have changed right it's kind of like the it like you said a lot of fantasy you know stories always have that first like challenge and like the fire swamp was like kind of that with like some kind of like low level bad guy like in like lord of the rings like the barrow lights or something like that like yeah you know something like that and that's what the fire swamp is Oh yes, the barrel whites. I remember. Shut I remember up. them. I remember them in Lord of the Rings. One of my favorites. I'm sorry. It's like when you go to the NFC Championship game and lose, but then you win the Super Bowl the next year. So it's your first, you know, big challenge. Thank you. Now you now you speak in my terms. Now you now I get it. Now I get it. Um Robbie, how would you make this film better? I would have to agree with Benny. I thought the uh, the fire swamp scene was a little dated. I get it; it's the '80s. I understand, but the rodent thing was kind of kind of threw me off a little bit. I was like, "This is kind of gross." I was like, "This is like just a uh, I didn't want to, I didn't know the correct term to use, but you know, a person who's kind of short in a rat suit." It was just dumb. I don't know. I I I, I <laughs> maybe maybe cut that out that entire scene out and I, I could do without it. I get it, but it was a little too uh, cheesy and corny for me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm going to agree with you guys. Like they, the um, dialogue during that scene was important. Like finding out like how Wesley became the dread pirate Roberts, you know, he took over from Ryan, um, but they could have done it, you know, like, some other way or something like that um so i'm gonna agree with you guys and say maybe the fire swamp could have just been like the walking path that they took or something (laughs) the fire path (laughs) yeah right something else um but i think just like every other movie it can always be made better with a simple recasting and a certain actor a young matt damon filling in a certain role so i think i'll start because i think you guys have started uh, a few of the ones so i would cast a handsome virile just smiling matt damon in the role of wesley carrie ellis was fantastic but i'd love to see this movie with matt damon in, you know, in that title role and see what he could do with it. Um, I don't think I actually think it would he would be better than if it was any of the minor or not minor, but like supporting characters or minor roles because wait, he's too. Wait handsome. till you get to my pick then. Uh, I mean, I, I hope you. I'm going to change gonna your blow mind. My bees off. <laughs> well, why don't you go then? All right, uh, I'm going to cast a young, virile 
firing in all cylinders, Matt Damon, as the albino. Oh, <laughs> think about what a good cameo that would have been. That would have been yeah, perfect. Out of, no, out of nowhere, Matt Damon shows up and he's this just dilapidated man. And you know, the pit of he despair. <laughs> uh, he he would have delivered those lines amazing. And I guarantee you, we'd be looking at a spinoff series, probably a trilogy of movies with Matt Damon as the albino. So give me Matt Damon as the albino. <laughs> If Robin. you had if you had Matt Damon as Wesley, you did, you needed a fucking defibrillator in my house because that my <laughs> my heart would have stopped with all that good lookingness. I know that's why I picked him because yeah. Thank you. Well, to nobody's surprise, <laughs> <laughs> who I would cast in this movie with the young Matt Damon, handsome, studly, smart. Please Not give annoying. me, please give me Matt Damon. As Vicini. Oh. Imagine Matt Damon, a young Matt Damon as Vicini, steering that shit, getting into a battle of wits with Wesley, just making sure that he doesn't do anything stupid, say anything stupid, like stupid words like inconceivable over and over again. <laughs> so yeah, give me young Matt Damon as Vicini. I think it would have been nice to see him in Carrie Elwes to uh, you know, have a little battle of wits. And, you know, you need a handsome sea captain you know you can't have that little freaking runt with with the with the the side piece hair you can't have him just fucking thinking he's a tough guy nobody's believing that nobody wanted to believe that at all matt damon in there young i'm sure he would have got dedicated he would have you know shaved part of his head off <laughs> and you know just give me Matt damon as vicini please do you Get think Vicini that, far away from me do you think that if he was vicini that uh wesley might have lost the battle of wits yeah, Wesley would have been dead without a doubt. <laughs> Wesley would have walked up to him and there would have been a huge chalkboard with just one single equation on it. Yeah. And he, he would be like, hey, Wesley, do you know how easy this is for me? <laughs> <laughs> and would have burned the wand in front of yeah, him. Yeah. You poison both cups. How do you like them apples? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? One thing I didn't, uh, that I thought was always stupid was so, all right. The battle with Wesley uses Iocane powder, which is fake, but he tells us that it is uh, tasteless, odorless, and colorless, or whatever he says. But the odorless is the important part. Fucking Humperdinck rolls up and is sniffing the <laughs> wine cups and is like Iocane powder. I knew it. <laughs> you can't, it's odorless. How can you fucking tell? Maybe he smelled that there was no smell, so he inferred, huh? Uh, 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 Rob Reiner, call me. Call me. Call, yeah, Rob, so you're a smart boy. <laughs> yeah. You share namesake with one of our hosts, please. Call <laughs> us up. Yes. He was in your favorite show, Ryan, uh, All in the Family. That's right. Meathead. Yep. Um, oh, man. I, I feel like there's so many little things that I wanted to say, like leading up to this, and I didn't say like so many of them. Because, like, every scene I love except for, like, a few minor things here and there. Well, you got any more Ani mentions you want to throw out? Uh, I, I mean, know. if you, I, I can filibuster and talk about mm -hmm. Peter Falk for a few minutes while you think about it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, just like, like you said, I think in your, like, pre- pre-notion like you know what you thought of the movie before like how 
so many of these lines have just met, uh, have just been in the zeitgeist for like so long in our culture or like, you know, different movies, shows, people just saying things. Um, and like, I love that it is. And my favorite is when things from movies or shows get quoted by other people and it just becomes like part of our language and people don't even know where it's from necessarily like that's awesome and yeah i mean there's a lot of lines from this movie that i think that that's happened with yeah i think you know the one right off the bat is the inigo montoya you know hello my name is inigo montoya because that i remember it's funny because in in i'm gonna go on a mets tangent here but in 20 in 2015, um, the Mets are in the playoffs and their shortstop's leg what? got broken. Yeah. The Mets were in the playoffs. Trust me, it was a rare occurrence. I, That's crazy. I forgive you if you don't remember this. <laughs> um, but the dirtiest motherfucker in the league, Chase Utley, broke our shortstop's leg. And I remember just memes popping up all over the Mets Reddit. And it was, you know, the guy that was going to come in and play shortstop now. And it was, hello, my name is Wilmer Flores. You heard my shortstop. <laughs> Prepare to die. I love, <laughs> I, love I, I always love that. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's it's funny to have the context of it now because I think I have that either posted on my Instagram, not knowing the context, or, you know, I have it saved on my phone somewhere. So it's definitely something that's, you know, there's there's even the, I do not think you know what that means. You keep saying that word, but I don't keep think you know what it means. Word. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a ton of stuff in this that, yeah, even I have said that the love, true love, <laughs> that's in there too. So is why we are here today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Ani mentions is the rest of the movie because it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else that you guys want to mention or talk about when it comes to this movie? I did want to make sure that we brought up all the Andre the Giant stuff because like you, uh, Ryan, um, I, you know, I thought he I don't know why, like he, we've talked so many times about bad actors and how they like spoil stuff. And obviously, Andre wasn't a great you know, actor, but for some reason, I, I just it was so yeah, he was so endearing and like just like fun. And, you know, he got to throw a couple fake punches in there. So he got to use his wrestling experience. I thought when he got <laughs> choked out. And then uh, Wesley rolled him over. I thought he was going to go for the pin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so and Vecini rolls, slides in, giving him the comes running in. <laughs> uh, I, I, no, it was. I hate, I hate the hate that Vecini got from Robbie, but I do love that we have differing opinions on on these kinds of things. That makes for fun podcast. Um, yeah, it's just like I said before. It's just fun watching. In a way, it it's almost sad that like I'm now finally learning all these things that I didn't have the context to. It's like a part of me is is dying off where I don't have I'm like that hipster. It's like nah, I don't I don't watch that or I haven't seen that. <laughs> so now I'm just becoming another mainstream Joe over here. That's right. That's what happens <laughs> to all of us. We all yeah. become fucking lame and mainstream and like all the same <laughs> shit. We're just homogenous. <laughs> Um, but I, I asked you guys a question in the in the chat or in the group chat, and I mentioned it quickly before. But this is 
one of my favorite like sick movies you know the the movie that you don't feel good whether it's because you're ill or you just had a bad day or whatever and you just need that like comfort movie and this is one of them for me um and i know you guys had mentioned a couple if you want to talk about those but i also wanted to get if anyone's still listening uh send us an email let us know what your like sick or comfort movie is because for some of you it's probably this one but you guys had a couple if you want to share those rob you want to go first yeah, I said Wolf of Wall Street. I love Wolf of it's Wall Street. It's a good Street. one. I mean, it's so fucking good. It's funny. It's crazy. Um, it's fucked up. Yeah. Some of the things that he does. But it's it's my favorite um, Leonardo DiCaprio performance. He's just unreal. Knocks out of the park. He's uh, A++++. Um, Scorsese. I just love that movie, man. Social Network, probably one of my favorite definitely in my top three favorite movies of all time like we were talking about yesterday ryan the score in that movie by trent Reznor and atticus ross are just unbelievable finch is directing it sorkin just writing gems um i love jesse eisenberg in that movie as well as andrew garfield who i think is the star of that movie agree uh everything about that movie i love I, i can watch that movie every single day for the rest of my life i think i never get bored of it Ocean's Eleven, I, I think it's great. I love that Brad Pitt is eating in every single scene that he's in, and it's got a ton of great people in that movie that I love. And I forgot what else I said, but there is just... I have to think sometimes, too, as well. Yeah, of course. Some comedies. Probably Hitch. I like Hitch. Hitch is a That's nice, a good underrated one. fucking... I really do love I Hitch. I love Hitch. No, me yeah, too. Hitch, Hitch would be something like I would go no, back he's, to time and time again. He stinks, but still yeah. love the movie. Pitch is great. Love that. And uh, Kevin James is great in that movie as well. Yeah. Did you have, like, as a kid, did you have, like, something that you always wanted to watch that you can remember? I mean, obviously, Price is Right is big on that list because you stay mm-hmm. home from school and whatever. But did you have, like, a a movie, maybe not a kid, but, like, teenager or whatever? Anything stick out to you? Probably Goonies on, on VHS. That's a good one. I love Goonies. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to think what else. Usually I would just get some video games and go to uh, yeah. Blockbuster and maybe get like uh, whatever paper, whatever wrestle, wrestling pay-per-view they had out at the time. Yeah. I mi- put- I really miss Blockbuster. The experience of just going there and the, uh, the anxiousness of seeing if your tape is there or uh, your video game is there and then not. And you're like, God, what the fuck am I going to get now? Yeah. And then walking around trying to figure it out. And then you go to the side where all the returns were and see if they're in there. Yeah. And you ask the guy and he doesn't, he can give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. So good. What about you, Benny? Any, any specifics? I mean, I know you said a couple. Well, allow me to tangent again here and say that the number one thing I watched, I think as a kid, and it was always when I stayed home from school and it was probably every day for like two years straight was, 1986 Mets, a year to remember the championship <laughs> date. I probably wore that thing out, watched it a billion times. Oh my uh, God. And, and probably I found it on YouTube, but I watched it recently again and still quote every, almost every line from it. Um, but as far as movies go, it was like when I was super young, it was Lion King. I think I watched Lion King about a trillion and a half times. Um, as I got a little bit older, it was Liar Liar. Nice. I, I mentioned that in the chat. I watched that movie so many times. Um, 
uh, as far as like serious movies goes, it was Blow for a long time. I've seen that movie a ton. And Catch Me If You Can. Oh, that's a good one. That was always a fun one to just throw on. And, you know, Ryan, we talk about the come up. What a come up in that movie. There's so much fun, like starting off. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that's definitely one that I, that I've, I've worn out. Agree. That's a good one. I love that one too. But yeah, share, you know, let us know. And if maybe if it's something that most of us haven't seen, maybe we'll watch it. Um, and, Price is Right doesn't count because that's not a movie. And also something else I used to love to watch that's not a movie. Joy of Painting with Bob Ross when I was homesick. It's mm, a good one. Unbelievable. Bless you. Thank you. It would put me right to sleep for a midday nap. My favorite. But to tie it in too, like any, like I remember during the summer a lot or days I had off when my grandma used to live with us. We watched Columbo all the time. Columbo and Murder, She Wrote. I think they were like back to back on A&E all the time. Uh, so we watched so. a ton of that. And she loved um, Diagnosis Murder, too. You ever see that show? I've seen Who that. Who was that with? <laughs> I think it's, is it, is it Dick Van Dyke? I think it's, hold on, let me. Probably is Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, speaking of that, my like my grandmother, man, my grandma Ducks, it was just Golden Girls, Murder, She Wrote, fucking yeah, d- Mat- Matlock. Just a murderous yeah. role, things we used to watch. Yeah, diagnosis murder was uh, Dick Van Dyke. So shout out Dick Van Dyke. And now, now that yeah, shout out Dick Van Dyke. Now that you know, like there's like the kind of joke now where like, um, people just want to watch like murder documentaries. People are like our parents and grandparents. All they wanted to watch was murder like series. <laughs> so like yeah. everyone's just been obsessed with murder like forever. It's just documentaries now instead of yeah Columbo or Diagnosis Murder. <laughs> I think if I was sick and like for a long period of time, I would run through triple D. Oh yeah. That's such, such a great show. show. It's such a great it, it it never gets old that show. Except for a stupid fucking son rider. I can't stand that little prick. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so good. Well again if you have any sick movies, shows, whatever, things that you love or comfort movies, please let us know. LTBWpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and let us know how we did with The Princess Bride. What do we miss? What do we get right? Uh, what are your favorite lines? Anything. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. And thanks again to uh, Brian and Kenny. Um you guys have anything else you want to say about Princess Bride or any of the other tangents we went on today? I've gotten it all out of my system. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Me too. I have one tangent. Please. Uh, just please. Please vote. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so it's easy. so, so easy. It's, I know it's so easy. I know some people are doing it out of spite. I know others don't know what they're doing. Um, just vote. It's so easy. Please, hey, vote. Because Clueless would have won, and I wouldn't have to sit through Vicini's bullshit for a fucking half an hour. Yeah, but you got to watch a movie you never saw before, and it was pretty good. That's true. You're right. All right I'm sorry. Don't no, vote. That's okay. It um, takes more effort to, to look at the story and decide not to vote <laughs> yeah. than it does to just vote. That's so vote. Yeah. So like I always say, friends helping friends. That's right. Um, 
Well, thank you. There'll be a new vote up this week. We'll have to decide on what we're going to watch. Um, and if you don't vote, uh, Robbie's going to come to your house and get you. Super kick you right through the barbershop window. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. A, a formative memory in my life. One of the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Um, I guess that's it. Tell them good night, Robbie. Good night, Miracle Max. You rush a miracle man, you get rotten miracles. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> I don't have anything witty to say this time. Am I going mad? <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs>